Hi, everyone. This is Elisa, and you are listening to the 171st episode of Downtime Podcast, the Furious Gaming episode, and F9, the Fast Saga spoiler cast. I'm doing this intro without Jeremy because I messed up the first five minutes of the episode in post-production and that was just my bad i overrid something and i'm because of that i was unable to get back the beginning of the episode so i just wanted to preface what was what's missing in the first five minutes so that after the intro music you'll understand the context jeremy and i are just catching up and jeremy lets me know that he just finished watching fast nine the ninth movie of the Fast and Furious franchise, and I have also watched it too, so this episode goes immediately into a spoiler cast, and if you don't want to listen to spoilers of Fast 9, uh, we talk about it for the first 30 minutes, so you can go ahead and skip over, and we eventually talk about other things, and we talk about gaming news. So I apol- my apologies for messing up the audio that you have to hear this, but I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Intro music. Not to lean too heavily into the spoilers of the movie, and I apologize in advance that I kind of told you guys that Han died, but I think everybody kind of knows that already. And if they know he's alive because of the trailer for this movie. So um, that being said, with that whole stupid meta joke about superheroes in the movie, I thought that was so dumb, but I loved it. I was laughing my ass off the entire time. When the whole superhero talk happened... We looked at each other and thought, wait, don't tell me they're mutants. Everyone just has to accept the fact that Fast and Furious is Universal Studios' superhero franchise, and it's also an anime at the same time. Just accept that, yeah. and you'll have a good time watching these movies, because yes, it's, that's, just, that's just what it is. Like It's just fun entertainment. It's good popcorn movies. Yep, pretty much. If you've been following the story... Since the very beginning, every single movie rewards you with something, you know, <laughs> and it's fantastic. And I love it. Like the 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 amount of like mid credits, post credit scenes that they give out, like it's all like Marvel, you know, like it's basically superheroes with cars. They got Lil Bow Wow. Can you believe that? They got Lil Bow Wow. He's just Bow Wow now. And, you know, they got him back in the movie. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. When they brought back. Lil Bow Wow and Lucas Black, I almost spilled my popcorn because I was because th- I was not expecting that to happen. I loved it. I was like, "Oh my god, the Tokyo Drift guys are here! Let's go!" And they're testing freaking rockets, and I was just like, "Oh, oh no, I know where this is going." <laughs> oh, I I was making fun of that in the I, like when I watched the previous movie. I was like, "What if they went into the space? Like, there's nowhere else they can go." Well. That was, by the way, I think the hardest I laughed this whole entire summer was the blast off. 
couple things then I want to get off my chest about this movie. <laughs> okay. That I, but I also love is that they're like, hey, Han didn't really die. How did it happen? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're here now. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. It was like, in the end, he wasn't actually in the car. It was a double. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand that. But whatever. I don't care. I was like, I was laughing my ass off when they I... made that little transition edit. I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I'm surprised when I watched this in theaters, I'm surprised more people weren't laughing. You know, I honestly think that some people were in the theater thinking this was like just where this is an action movie. And where as I'm in the theater, I'm like, this is a phenomenon. This is a franchise. And if you don't know what you're getting yourself into, you're going to be disappointed. I was like, this is a, this is also just a comedy because it's ridiculous how much of these things they get away with. I know. Speaking of Han, it does imply in the post credit scene that Statham's going to be back. So Shaw's going to be back, and I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be good. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm excited. I mean... And I Han would love his Shaw sister met. to come back, too. She's badass. Yeah, she's great. Um, but Han and Shaw met at the very end, so I don't know what's going to happen there. Yep. Me neither. Let's talk about how we've gone through eight movies, eight movies with Mia and Dom. And this whole time, there's apparently a second brother. <laughs> Who looks really Caucasian. <laughs> and they address that offhandedly like, oh, the Toretto line has some Nordic blood. I'm like, that is, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Seriously? Like, they all look like a mixed race people. Like, you, it's kind of ambiguous, but it's also like, oh, they're like, you know, Caribbean Spanish because of in Fast seven, Fast 8 or 7. Like, he, he was like in like, the Caribbean or Cuba and he was like doing a race or something. And forget, but like, you know, it's, it's kind of easy to tell that like, if you squint hard enough, you could see that Dom and... Uh, or Vin Diesel's character and, and Jordana Brewster's characters are related. Like, oh, okay, I could see them being related. But then you have John Cena. You're like, what the? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I will say the flashbacks were cool. I did enjoy the flashbacks if we're taking it taking it down to a little bit of more serious talk. Yep. But um, I honestly could see a TV show or like a spinoff movie series with young young Dom and young Jacob. That'd be cool. That would be pretty cool, especially because yeah, a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people compliment the young actors and how surprised they were by them. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were really good. I know, very impressed. And what this movie loves to do is they will introduce a villain in this movie, and by the next movie, they're part of the familia. So yep. So of course. John Cena's character Jacob is now officially part of the familia and invited to the barbecue. And there's two more movies, so hopefully by the end of one of those movies, he'll be there. <laughs> when I saw Sean and Han see each other, I was like, "Oh my god, it's been so long!" And, I know. He, and he's like, "What?" I was like, "Yo, Tokyo Drift, let's go, baby!" And they hugged. I was like, "Oh my god." And then they're like, how did this happen? And he's like, you know what? Let's just live in the moment. I'm like, that's the writer's way of saying, I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> basically. Basically. It was so yeah. cool, though. 
right? It was very heartwarming. It was, and I was like, I was waiting for this moment to happen. Yes. So, when that that last scene happened, and then Dom's like, oh, there's a one last seat. And then Mia's like, oh, he's on his way. And I was like, is Paul Walker? P- Paul Walker? And his car showed up. I was like, Paul Walker? And then, of course, they didn't show him getting out of the car for obvious for reasons. reasons. But I was like, oh, because he's retired. Like, so, how are they? Is he going to be involved in the next movie? Because that kind of is disrespectful. I don't know. In a way. I have... <laughs> I have no idea. We're just going to accept it. We're going to accept it all. If his brothers want to play him in the next movie, I'm here for it. But, like, that's a lot of CG from Weta Studios. It is going hey, to be. It's a, it's a triple-A movie. It is. It's a very much a triple-A movie. So, let, might as well. Hey, let's just make it happen at this point. Yeah, exactly. But how did you feel about that at the end? At the end, uh, when they said someone else was missing... Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be another random cameo from a different movie. I I just thought I just thought that was I I just thought that it would, they were gonna just be like look look who we brought back. So but then when we saw that I was like oh that's cute. It's sweet. Yeah. Yes. It's really sweet. Yes. Interestingly, The Rock has stated that he will not come back for another movie Ugh. in the Fast franchise. Of course because he not. He had a very public feud. Yep. With um, Vin Diesel. Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting case of two egos who can't work with each other. But the problem is, I love both The Rock and Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, I like they're great. I like both of them equally, so I have no say for sides in this case. Yeah, even if they were both assholes, I would still enjoy their work. I, I get why there's a public feud, but at the same time, I'm like. I, I just feel like, you know, The Rock was a really good character, but I, I do think it's time for him to move on. I think that he needs to make room for others. I agree. Well, I think one of, you see, I don't know if Tyrese and Vin Diesel are on the same team, but there was a whole feud as well with Tyrese because Hobbs and Shaw got a movie before him and Tej, who have been in the series longer than the both of them yeah yeah so um obviously i i i it's there's no confirmation but it wouldn't surprise me if vin diesel and tyrese were definitely on the same side and that would be okay i mean i think it's fine he could do whatever he wants yeah (laughs) right i do i do love i did love hobbs and shaw i loved hobbs and shaw was great i loved hobbs and shaw but honestly the Rock is so petty too. The fact that he's not, the fact that he's not in Fast Nine is so petty. You see, Shaw was even there at the end, or Jason Statham was even there at the end. But Jason Statham doesn't have a beef with anyone. But still, The Rock's petty. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's it's like stardom, charisma, influence, all those things that make a star, you know. And I think he's just realizing that and and thinking about it and and acting on it. Exactly. Makes sense, but come on, man. You're all trying to be familiar, you know? Familiar. Okay, this has happened forever, but I'm, I'm, I love how everyone just realized in this movie how much Vin Diesel says, do it for the family. <laughs> right? I bet there's a counter. When Cinema Sims comes out with their video, it's going to be like a family counter to see how many times he said family. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the plot between Letty 
and Dom for at least seven movies, six or seven movies or so, except when Letty was hashtag dead, but not really. Right. Letty does something and Vin Diesel's uh, and Dom says, don't do it because you have because I'll do it and I'm going to do it for the family and sacrifice myself. So I don't like and I don't want you. I don't want to put you through this. And then Letty goes. Nope, I'm still going to do it every single time, every single Mm -hmm. time, every single time Vin Diesel says, I'm going to do it by myself for the family. Letty's like, nope. Dom. That's like another word that said a lot. Dom by Letty. Yep. Did you also notice that um, Vin Diesel didn't share too many scenes with Ludacris or Tyrese? I, you see, what I think that might be is I don't think there's beef because I don't think the three of them have beef. I think that was scheduling conflict. And then they just, they just had to write the scenes like the way that they were. But it also helped out because of because uh, Ludacris and Tyrese are always paired, and and um, Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel are always paired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. There was this there was this one article I read before that apparently um, Vin Diesel and Ludacris were like making songs together at some point. I don't know if that's accurate. But who knows if a Vin Diesel song is going to drop in the future. Oh, my God. Have you heard his music, though, before? Ludacris? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, Vin Diesel, not Ludacris. <gasps> oh, no. No. Have you? Yeah, he, has, um, he, ha- he released, like, a Tropical House song, and he was, like, singing on it. What? <laughs> I'm not even joking. I wish I was joking. Um, yeah, if you go to YouTube and type in, like, Vin Diesel song... It's like Feel Like I Do is one of the names of the songs. Oh. Days Are Gone is oh. another one. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, listen to them. Oh, <laughs> oh my Whenever God. Whenever you have a chance. All right. I guess I'm going to listen to this at the end of the podcast. And then you're going to be like, what the? And I'll be like, yep. <laughs> That's Vin Diesel singing. Great. I can't wait, Jeremy. I can't wait. Oh, you you should wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> i should just post these songs in our discord and just not say anything yeah no you should <laughs> yep yep just do it just do it my friend that i watched it with you know we were definitely polar opposites during the movie and he was like this is so stupid i can't believe this dialogue i can't believe these stunts and meanwhile you have me on the side just laughing my ass off having a great time like this is amazing oh my god that character's back ah it's han he's here oh they met oh my god it's so cool you know <laughs> i think that in terms of movies this was better like don't get me wrong I love them in fucking Antarctica or the pole, whatever polar cap they were. Cause what the fuck? But, mm-hmm. but this was better than the eighth one. I think seven has seven has a soft spot because that's Paul Walker's last movie. Eight was good. Six was good. Five, oh. five was like the changing of the tides because of that whole yep. bank chase scene. Cause what, I love that. What oh, the actual God. F. Oh, and yeah, then just oh, so good. That whole movie is so good. Yeah, Five it was so redonk. It was so redonkulous. And then, um, along with Paul Walker's last movie, that was when Paul Walker straight up drove his car into three 
skyscrapers in Dubai, so that was epic. <laughs> and and then six and eight were also good, but nothing beats going to space. Come come on. Yeah, that that's just ridiculous. I I love how ridiculous going to space was. It's like, hey, we're in space now because I, like I said earlier, I literally joked with my friends before we watched. Um, eight that like there's nowhere else this franchise can go but into space and they were all laughing and I was I was kind of laughing but I was also being serious and then they and then it happened in nine and I was like all right but what, but here's <laughs> my is... here's my question but really where is the next level then for ten because they are at least contracted for ten movies let's be real they're gonna renew the contract there's gonna be at least fifteen movies in this franchise but... they said that there's gonna be two more yes and they're. Yeah, it's going to be like Avengers like style where it's going to be Infinity War and Endgame. It's going to be like that. Man. Super- superhero movies, I'm telling you. Oh, God. I, I love this so much. This is a fantastic. Okay. Uh, I'm just happy Han's back and he's kicking ass. I know. So glad to see him back. Also, shout out to Justin Lin, the director of 3, 4, 5, 6, and now 9. Yes. And he's going to be directing 10 and 11. So A if man they of don't culture. name, exactly. If they don't name the Fast 10 FX, I'm going to riot in the street. <laughs> I swear. Shout out to, to my buddy Ryan who coined that. He's like, they gotta, they're going to name 10 FX. I'm like, yo, FX. That's such a good marketing tool. Yes. How could you not name it FX? Come on now. I know. What, other, what other pun can you do? Because... Because Fate, Fate of the Furious, great pun. Like, and then they kind of went F9 and they're like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. At that point, they're like, hey, you know what you're watching. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. But well, what about the other ones? The 10th movie has potential for puns. See, that's the thing, though. The franchise did have some puns, but they didn't really use them throughout the entire series. And some of the titles are boring. So you have Fast, The Fast and the Furious. Yes. Too Fast, Too Furious, which I, I great an pun. amazing title. Great pun. Great, great pun. pun. Ta- the Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. A little too long, but you know what you're watching, right? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Fast and, fast and Furious with the ampersand, which is not confusing at all because it doesn't have the in the beginning. They're, they're, they're the really trying to rebrand here. That's for sure. Yep. Fast Five, amazing title, easy to remember. Um, the Fast and Furious Six, or Fast and Furious Six, is what it's called, which is pretty boring in my opinion because they're like, okay, yeah. And then you have Furious Seven, which is also very boring. You're like, all right, um, the Fate of the Furious, like you said, is an amazing title. Great, great um, title, I, great title. Right, F Eight, the Fate, like it's it's so yes. good. And then you have Hobbs and Shaw, which is, you know, kind of boring as well. Because you, you kind of know it's about those two characters. But then F9, the Fast Saga, it's like, hmm, all right. Well, I guess you just, you don't care anymore. So, I don't know. The titles are all over the place. There's like three total that actually make use of like a good pun. Well, I guess four if you count Fast 5, FF. Um, and then uh, F10's got to be FX. Otherwise, what else would it be? Agreed. Agreed. Um, I want to talk about Space Jam, but was there anything else you wanted to say about oh, shit. Fast 9? Sorry. <laughs> that was not a reaction to Space Jam. That was a real cough. But um, Oh, are you okay? <laughs> um, I, I am okay. 
So I did okay. not watch Space Jam, but I don't mind being spoiled because I kind of don't like there's not much to really spoil from a Space Jam. Like you you kind of know what to expect from a Space Jam. So you can go into as many, as much detail as you want. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going and gonna I'm not going to watch it probably for like another 6 months. So you're fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But like just for the purpose of of the audience, I want everyone to watch it or not watch it depending on how you feel. For me, it was a solid 2 out of 10. There were a lot of dumb jokes. The storyline was really meh. 2 out LeBron's of 10? Acting, hmm. 2 out of 10. LeBron's acting was better than Michael Jordan's. He has more range, but a lot of it just felt overacted and some of it felt flat. Um, uh, the special effects were cool, but there were certain scenes where I felt some characters were wearing, were wearing outfits from like Party City. Hmm. Um, the cameos were okay. The way that they presented some of the technology and abilities and some things like that were kind of what the heck. Um, the references to Warner's own properties and Warner making fun of itself was really unnecessary. And I, I get it because it's a Warner movie, but like it's like they were they're praising themselves, but what at the you, same what time they're making fun of themselves. Well, I, I can't go into too many details without spoiling some of the movie. Well, I guess I can do so one they were, that's so, kind of So they were making obvious. fun of Looney Tunes or so, or whatever? Well, something that's... Well, it's not really spoilery. Um, so when LeBron goes to Toon World, he finds nobody there but Bugs Bunny. Okay. And there's like a self-referential joke that Looney Tunes is like outdated and it's not popular anymore and they're not doing well. So all the tunes left. So there's like that whole thing. Um, ah, I see. There's like Harry Potter jokes, Game of Thrones jokes, oh. everything Warner you can think oh. of. Like, oh, yeah. there's like the Wizard of Oz is there. Casablanca has a spot. Like they're like pulling all these weird references from different Warner properties that make no sense. But then they just shoehorn it into the movie. I don't know. There's some interesting filmmaking techniques that they use to make it like interesting. But, hmm. but for the most part, I was like, all right, this is weird. Um. I don't get why they felt the need to include kind of like any Warner Brothers reference because, I mean, like, you know for a fact if it's space if it's a Space Jam sequel that the core IP is Looney Tunes and the NBA. So I don't know why you needed more. That's probably what, you know, some executives watched Ready Player One and was like, how do we make this but with just Warner Brothers properties? Yeah, it's true. So- yeah, um, you know, overall it was okay. Like some of the, like some of the, what's redeemable? The voice acting was really good. I like the voice acting. Um, like the the how they portrayed certain areas was really cool too. Uh, cameos from certain characters that were there were really cool to see. But for the most part, it was like, if you're not a fan of Warner Brothers, then you probably won't know a lot of these references. But it also is kind of a, hey, um, these, did you know that this is a Warner Brothers property? Like, I bet you didn't. Like, Rick and Morty. You're like, what the heck? Rick, what's Rick and Morty doing here? Oh, right. Warner owns Cartoon Network slash Adult Swim. Oh. Huh. So, yeah. Interesting choice. There you go. Yep. But for the most part, it was a solid two out of ten for me. I, I'm I'm sorry to say, but it was a solid two out of ten. Hmm. I mean, 
I wasn't too excited about the sequel, but I was still going to watch it eventually. Like, I feel like even if, you know, however I feel about LeBron, it it would probably still be like just like a fun kids entertaining movie. But to hear that it's like a two out of ten is kind of disappointing. This is a personal preference. I don't want to make people think that I hate this movie. If I hated the movie, I would be giving it a zero out of ten. But there were some things I found redeemable. Now, this is just my opinion. I want and encourage everyone to, if they have the time, to watch the movie, bring us your opinion, and then tell us what you think about the movie. There are some diehard Space Jam fans, some diehard LeBron fans out there, so I totally get why you guys would defend the movie, and I'm not like trying to bash on the movie. I'm just giving it from a critical filmmaker standpoint because I wanted to like this movie, but there's some things I just could not find enjoyable. For sure, for sure. Uh, so I have a fun little story. you go for it (laughs) so i went to an all-you-can-eat korean barbecue place on saturday to celebrate a friend's birthday wonderful wonderful i went to olgata and concord have you heard of it that sounds very familiar i have probably i've probably passed by it but i've never been there it's good i mean it's your standard korean barbecue fare you know you get all your stuff everything you can get corn cheese kalbi you know everything you want um but before we went to celebrate the birthday party, my friend and I, um, we went to some liquor stores because we wanted to buy um, some tequila for the birthday girl because she loves tequila. Okay. So um, it was my friend Ryan. Shout out to you, Ryan. He was on the podcast previously. Uh, we went to some stores down my street and we found... Um, we, we, tried to, we couldn't find the tequila we wanted at the first store. But then um, I saw this bottle of Japanese whiskey. For those that don't know, I I really like Japanese whiskey. And um, it was a numbered one, meaning that there's a year on it. And those are so rare to find nowadays because they stopped production of Japanese whiskeys for certain lines of Japanese whiskey. This one in particular was called the Hibiki 12 year. Hibiki is a line of whiskey that you can find at Safeway now, although unnumbered. But, you know, if it has a, a number on it, that means it's worth more. And that means that it's also... Um, rare and it probably tastes better than the one that you can find at Safeway because it's aged for a longer time period. This one, it was a Hibiki 12 and, you know, I was kind of in a mood to purchase whiskey for myself because, um, you know, we were shopping around and I don't, I don't typically buy alcohol anymore just because, like, people don't really come over, we don't really have guests and I don't really drink too much unless it's in a social setting. So I was like, you know, what if I bought this Hibiki 12 year? So I asked the woman behind the counter, and I said, hey, how much is that Hibiki 12-year up there? Guess how much it costs, Elisa. Oh, God. Um, so what I'm guessing it. Okay, so there's two directions this can go. This can either be... This will probably be the cheapest thing that you've ever bought or something that's even more expensive than when you get it in Japan. So let's see which direction I want to go. <laughs> hmm. Man, what do I shoot? What do I want to do with what do I want to do with this? Take your time. Take your time. Let's go. Let's go. This is let's go. This is more expensive than what you can get in Japan. Okay, what number were you thinking? Oh, God. You see, the problem is I don't know how much a Hibiki is in Japan. 
but so in in Japan, uh, an unnumbered hibiki for reference, and here is about like sixty to seventy dollars. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, let's go with one hundred fifty. Let's say it's it's double that. I kid you not. The woman turned to me and said, "Oh, that bottle? That's nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars and ninety cents." What? I was like, "Oh, thank you very much for telling me." And I told my friend, "Let's go." And then Ryan and I left the store, and I was like, "There's no way I'm going to be spending a thousand dollars on a bottle of whiskey." <laughs> like, I could get a twenty-one year for around that price, and if just... I wanted to, if I found like a good deal. And, and... so. So they're and they just have that like oh someone's gonna walk in and buy this for nine hundred dollars, right? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm not I'm not some oil tycoon, you know? Yeah. Like, what the? What are you I, doing like, here? <laughs> they're hoping to be a techie, like some CEO will come in and buy it or something. <laughs> oh my I don't god, know. that's ridiculous. So, so the story continues. We go to a an adjacent liquor shop. And we find a tequila that's at a decent price. We haven't heard of it before, but we're like, okay, maybe she'll like it. So we bring it to the counter and I look to my left and I see another bottle of whiskey from Japan. It's called the Yamazaki 12 year. For those that don't know, this one like best whiskey of the year in like 2015. It, like It like beat scotch because every year apparently scotch always wins. But this year, that year, I mean is when a Japanese whiskey won for the first time. And that's the, at the point where, I guess, Japanese whiskey started gaining more recognition. Hmm. So the Yamazaki 12 year is kind of famous in the fact that it won that award, but it's also numbered. It's also got, um, you know, some uh, uh, some rarity to it. And they stopped production on it because, you know, you literally have to wait 12 years before they can produce more batches Yes, um, or release more batches. So I go to the guy at the counter and I'm like, hey, how much is that Yamazaki 12 year? Guess how much, Elisa. I want oh. you to guess. Okay. So you said the last one was 900. Yes. Okay. Was this one f- <sighs> Now I feel like it's I feel like it's beyond that. Let me say 1500. So, is that your final answer? Yeah. So the guy turns to me and he says, "That bottle? Oh yeah, that's $250." Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and he's like, are you serious about buying it? And I turn to my friend and I look back at the guy and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you know what? Because you asked me here today, I'm giving you a discount. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm taking $50 off. I was like, are you serious? What? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, here you go. This bottle is now $200 as long as you pay right now. And I was like, oh my God. Yes, of course. So. Wow. Let's think about this way. That was <laughs> I came away. <laughs> that's even that's even a more surprising thing. So really, so really actually you you paid the price that it would normally be in Japan. In a way, yeah. Yeah. And I saved seven hundred dollars. <laughs> wow. Okay, first of all, I can't believe the Hibiki was more expensive. Right. Especially against Yamazaki. What one of my um, more like whiskey cultured friends told me is that 
the Hibiki is a more is a little bit rarer than the Yamazaki because they stopped production of that a few years ago, whereas the Yamazaki was only like a couple years ago. Okay. So it makes sense that it's a little bit rarer and more expensive, but still nine hundred dollars. Like it would probably be closer to four or five hundred dollars, not nine hundred dollars. I think that's too much. I see. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, I walked away with a deal. Yeah, <laughs> you did. You really and did. it was amazing. Good work, Jeremy. Yeah, but the I don't know. The I don't uh, look. I don't. I'm not in real retail. I don't know how they decide these prices internationally. I don't know either. I was just shocked that it was nine hundred dollars. Right. I was like, my goodness. What the? Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. Good, good luck to whoever buys that. I know, right? I might <laughs> pop in there every now and then just to see if it's gone. <laughs> I know. Like, hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and the last bit of personal news I have is that I'm thinking about buying a new desktop computer. Cool. What kind of computer? Yeah. Um, so like something that has better. A better graphics card, more RAM, a better CPU, um, a nicer case than what I have now. All my stuff is like pretty old. It's from 2014 and 16 because I've been upgrading it ever since then. I like to think of it as kind of like the Millennium Falcon. You know, there's a, there's some wires sticking out inside. Um, it, it just has all these different parts put into it over the diff, over the years, and different hard drives have been swapped out. At least three in total. Yeah. And um, you know, it's it's definitely showing its age. And the more that I use it, I, I, the slower I'm noticing it becomes. And it'd be nice to have something newer and faster. Um, the 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 rig that I'm looking to put together is going to be around like $3,000. But in the grand scheme of things, if we're still working from home and if I'm you know still playing video games on it, I'm using it almost every day, the amount of time versus money that I'll be... Um, using it for is going to like outweigh because I'll be spending more time on it. You know, 3000 hours. I can definitely do that in like, you know, a short period of time. So yeah, for sure. That makes that's sense. That's why I, in my, yeah, I, I, that's how I justify the cost in my brain, you know? Yeah. So that's something I'm thinking about. Like I don't need to immediately upgrade. It's more of a, when when should i because you know you never know when electronic devices might just conk out on you yeah but yeah that's that's all i got for now elisa cool anything else no i came back from vacation in washington dc which i'll talk about more when we like have a fully off topic podcast but it was side quest yep it was a good trip i liked it um i Saw a lot of great museums. Um, I love nice. I love Smith. I love the Smithsonian um, organization. They have fantastic museums. All four museums that I visited were great. I visited the Museum of Natural History, the American Indian, African American History, and Asian Art, and they were all all great museums. That's awesome. Yes, it was a little bit humid, but um, yeah. Um, I think I've said this before, uh, even though humid is annoying and it gets sticky, I prefer humidity over dry heat. And and also, uh, let's see, I visited um, 
the Washington Monument. Oh, I, there's a lot of things like the White House or whatever, whatever. But one of my favorite monuments was the Washington Monument, which is the one that looks like a needle, and it's very famous. If you see a lot of famous protests in the history of the United States or famous famous gatherings, you'll see this monument. And it's in front of this pool of water, so you see the reflection mm-hmm. of the for anyone who's not from the United States. So this is a, this is a very popular statue or very popular monument that's commonly used as a grounds for people who are protesting, who are making important speeches. So I, I it was very cool to be there. Yeah, that's great. And you were relaxed. You ate good food, I'm assuming, as well. Yes, I had a lot of good food. Oh, you know what was cool? I went to this place called uh, Pogi Boy, and okay. it was a Filipino fast food, but in burger form. So it's not like a Jollibee or anything. It was the first, you know, it was the first time that I've seen a Filipino fast food restaurant that felt that felt like it was more like American fusion for fast food, um, and. You'd think that we live in the Bay Area that they would have a Filipino burger place at this point, but they don't. Right? I, it's like I'm I'm astounded. They should be yeah. in Daly City, you know? Yeah. Or there, or Vallejo. There's straight up like four cities that are populated with lots of Filipino neighborhoods, and nowhere in the Bay Area is there just a Filipino burger spot. Yeah, I'm I'm a little disappointed by that, to be honest. Yeah, and so that was one of my favorite things that I ate in Washington D.C. And I was just like, wow, can't believe we don't have this yet. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. So I am not playing anything right now. And that's about it. <laughs> what are you playing, Jeremy? <laughs> Uh, my usual, sh- my usual shit. Apex, DBD. I'm still playing Watch Dogs 2. Finished the last mission in the Pirates Life DLC for Sea of Thieves. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's not much to talk about. I think I don't. I don't think it's important. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I'm just like, eh, whatever. This is just regular stuff. We um, will. I'm more excited to talk about news. Yes, <laughs> y'all. We're gonna. We'll talk about games after we've finished some work. And we have more time to play. Like I'm so close to finishing Persona Five Strikers. Like I, like I said, I'm s- like I'm at the end. I just need to do it. But hopefully this no, weekend, yeah. or some point. So we'll see. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is a little bit of breaking news, and uh, not breaking. Uh, Jeremy, this is not breaking in a sense that oh god, this is like some major news. It just, it, but it the it the trailer just kind of dropped recently. Um, so there's a new judgment, lost judgment trailer that came out, and it was called uh, the detective, the detective's toolkit, and it's a trailer that uh-huh. talks about the different techniques that Yagami is going to use as as a detective. So all the regular ones for tailing and searching. And like the f- the whole photography thing, um, they're all pretty much carried over from the previous g- from the previous game. So that's not new. Chasing's not new. The disguises are back, but they look a lot more so- sophisticated. So it's for example, a disguise is not just Yagami wearing sunglasses, and all of a sudden you can't recognize him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the disguises look more prominent. But 
there's a few techniques that are now being introduced in this trailer that is new to Lost Judgment. So the first one being uh, the noise amp, which is using a megaphone. Um, there's one called um, there's one called the signal detector, and there's also going to be one where you're using your dog, so you're using your Sheba that is prominently included in the original trailer, and then there's stealth and parkour. So these are all new techniques that are introduced for Lost Judgment. Cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, no updates still on the conclusion of Johnny and Associates versus Sega. And I'm assuming it's because there's a lot of talks right now and probably a lot of money being thrown. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to what's going to happen next. Hopefully good news, you know. Yes. Um, looking forward to in a cautiously optimistic way because I want them to continue the series. But at the same time, I understand why they wouldn't do it. But, you know, as as gamers, we want that. We exactly. want more stuff. Exactly. We want more story because it's not going to be Hot Boy Summer anymore, you know? Yep, which is unacceptable if it disappears. <laughs> Just Alisa saying. will not stand for this. Yeah, I won't stand for this. We're going to go to Tokyo. We're going to go to Sega's headquarters and Johnny and Associates headquarters and then make them work it out. I know. They're so dumb. Anyways, anyone who yeah. listens to J-pop doesn't like them. So, mm. yeah. Oh, there's one more thing that I missed in the Detectives Toolkit trailer. So... If you play Judgment 1, there's two brawler styles. One of them is the Tiger, which is kind of like the more Kiryu-esque, what you're used to style of brawling. And then there's the Crane, which is like slightly more graceful. Um, and then there's a new, new one called Snake. So there's going to be three battle styles for Judgment, for Lost Judgment. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we'll see what that, we'll see what that, is all about in the future. Okay. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what that's all about. Yes. Next on the list, uh, one of the more prominent updates that happened in the last week. Um, so Nintendo dropped their OLED model. And kind of, like, had lukewarm reception, you know, like, it didn't appeal to, the, like, all of the masses. And then I feel like two or three days later, we get this drop of something called Steam Deck. And this is Valve's Portable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This Portable... It, so this portable uses AMD and you and what they're advertising is you can play your entire Steam library on this Steam Deck like on a PC. And Yep, that's what they advertised it as. Yep, yep. Exactly. And you know, it's one of those things where I don't know if it's in, I don't know if it was intentional if if Valve knew that Nintendo 
was going to drop their OLED model at around the same time and they were waiting for it so they can do it after or if it was just merely a coincidence. But this was huge news, especially for people who like Steam and now know, and now can play it portably. The fact that they're saying it can play literally everything on Steam is astounding. Yes. Astounding if true. If they if so there was an original pre-order and Steam Deck comes out in December of 2021, so we won't really know until December of this year. But if those reviews come out and you really could play the entire Steam library, total game changer. Yeah. Like Harvest, not Harvest Moon. I almost said, oh my god, I almost called it Harvest Moon. Or I did call it Harvest Moon. Um, Which one are you talking Valley. about? Oh, Stardew, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, my bad. Oh, Stardew yeah, yeah, Valley. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. I was like, what about Harvest Moon? <laughs> Dude. No, no. Stardew uh, Valley. This is, this is a game changer because Stardew Valley was a PC game first. And yes. for example, I have Stardew Valley on Steam. And I've maxed out everything that I can possibly do in this game. And some and once in a while, I'll play it when there's an update or just when I feel like farming and having a good time. But I would not buy this and redo this on Nintendo Switch, which is which Stardew Valley is now available on Nintendo Switch. Now that mm-hmm, Steam Deck's mm-hmm. coming out, this is a game changer because I never have to buy the game ever again. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. Yeah. And I have quite a few JRPGs that I bought through Steam as well, so that is also a big that is also a big game changer that I could just play it on Steam Deck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So cool. Um, you know, like you said, although it's on it's multi platform, it's it's good since you already have it on one. You don't want to you know, like make a new save and start a whole thing. Um, exactly. So, uh, I'd like to read off some specs and pricing. Yes, that I have saved. So, um, three ninety nine for the sixty four gigabyte version. These are internal memory. Um, the internal memory slots. I'm oh, sorry, internal memory drives. You can actually upgrade it with like a micro SD card. And when IGN did their review. Um, they were playing all the games off of an SD card and everything worked flawlessly for them. So that's good news. Yes. So $399 for the 64 gigabyte version, $529 for the 256 gigabyte version, and $649 for the 512 gigabyte version. Now, the CPU is an AMD Zen 2. It has four cores, eight threads. The clock speed is 2.4 to 3.5 gigahertz. The GPU is an AMD RDNA 2. Uh, compute units are 8. GPU clock speed is 1 to 1.6 gigahertz. The RAM is 16 gig. LP DDR5 at 5,500 um, something. <laughs> I don't know RAM that well. <laughs> um, uh, it's got uh, 64 gigabyte eMMC. If you get the 256 gig or the 512 gigabyte models, it's the NVMe SSDs. The ones that you can find in like desktop computers. It's 1280 by 800. That's the resolution. 
refresh rate is 60 hertz. It's got stereo speakers, 3.5 millimeter jack, dual mics. Surprisingly, it's got mics, USB type C, Bluetooth connectivity, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, um, USB type C with display point one po- display port 1.4 support, 40 watts per hour battery, and it weighs approximately 1.47 pounds or 669 grams. So it's it's not that heavy, but it could be straining if you're, you know, holding it for long periods of time without arm support. Yes. Uh, so it's impressive. And the fact that you can run everything on Steam on it is even more impressive. And here's to hoping that's true. This is the first iteration. And for um, tech savvy folks out there, they will know that sometimes you should not buy the first iteration of something and let all the other people test it. And um, you can get the to- you can totally get the second version of it, or you wait a while and then get the the newer version once everyone else has tested it. At least that's my logic, and I, I hope that folks kind of wait before they buy new tech just to see if it works or not. I totally almost bought it. <laughs> I, I mean, I if had... you want to be part of that crowd, go ahead. Like, there's I... nothing wrong with that. So offhand, during the initial pre-order. I actually got through to the website and I was like, oh, shit, am I going to buy this right now? <laughs> okay, okay. And then I did it and I was like, honestly, I'm not going to play this re- at this very moment in December. But I was so tempted to do it because I got through. I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening right now. <laughs> I never get through to anything. <laughs> that was like literally like me at the whisk at the at the uh liquor store buying the whiskey like i was there and i was like oh shoot i'm here now and this guy's like hey you get a discount do i go through with this and obviously i was like kind of peer pressured but also i was in the right mood i was like yeah dude why not let's let's go for it <laughs> yeah really if i bought it it would have been a very spontaneous decision and lapse of judgment but Who knows? It could have still been a good time, but I'm okay with waiting for now. I, like I said, I am honestly not going to play it anytime soon, so yeah, I don't regret it. No, that's it. understandable. Yeah, no, that that's totally understandable. Um, yeah, I mean, you can just wait and see when it comes out, and and see what the reviews are like, and then make your choice there. Yep, exactly, exactly. But this would be a game changer, especially. Once again, for my commute, when I do have to take public transportation. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You know what I love about this? It's like, once again, I'm trashing Sony because they deserve it. So Sony basically gave up on the portable. It's like, all right, we're not going to do this. And pretty much bowed down to the Nintendo Switch when it came out. And, you know, Nintendo Switch is a little cocky as well. And like any other gaming company like like money more than anything and will mess up their audience but they but basically no one bothered to challenge them and now steam decks like and valve are like all right here we are so i'm very happy for this on the basis that there is now a portable that converses the switch for now right Good competition. Good competition. Which I think is important. 
Agreed. Yeah. And I, I really like that. Um, yeah. So looking forward to the release. Hopefully things go well. I want this to work because a lot of Steam's older stuff, they kind of just gave up on, like the controller. Um, they kind of just left it and didn't really do anything with it. Um, yes. As well as that, like, that TV thing. What was it called? I forgot. Steam Box? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Steam Link. Steam Link. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, so people didn't understand the Link and people didn't like the controller, so they kind of just gave up on it and basically gave it away for like five bucks. Yes. Um, so here's the hoping that they don't give up on this and that it does well because I want this product to do well. I want people to... to buy this and I want Nintendo to be challenged because Nintendo has been king of, of mobile portable game systems for so long that, you know, there's finally something that can outweigh them. And now it's just a matter of software where you have literally hundreds of thousands of games on Steam versus all of Nintendo's library. Now you can make arguments for both, but at the end of the day, I have to say that I think Steam does beat Nintendo when it comes to the amount of titles you can play on one system. Precisely. And it's more powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Take that, OLED. <laughs> yes. Um, I know there's other news topics you want to go through, but if we could take a quick detour and talk about EA Play today. Sure. So I don't want to go into too much detail. I just want to kind of make an announcement and give some quick thoughts on all the games that were announced today during EA Play, which was a showcase of a bunch of EA titles that were upcoming as well as like some dlc and a surprise so ea play today was hosted by xavier woods professional wrestler and yeah that was about... weird i mean I, I mean it's not not weird but that was definitely i was not expecting that choice yeah he's a yeah he's a he's a good gamer did i tell you i met him before what we'll talk about it later <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's really cool. He's really nice. Um, I played Bubble Bobble with him, and uh, he was really good at the game. What? <laughs> and then and then we played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the old arcade game. This sounds like a fever dream. I swear to God, it's not. <laughs> but he's really cool. I'm really happy he's doing bigger things. Um, he's a, he's a nice guy. He also drinks a lot, and he's a tank. So that's awesome. I mean, uh, he... but anyways. Oh my God. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. It's okay. a funny story. I yeah. Um, the reason why it's not on the podcast is because I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's that exciting. The fact that I met him is really cool. But yeah. Anyways, um, EA Play happened. Grid Legends um, is a game that's by Codemasters, who's known for um, like tactical war shooters, like Operation Flashpoint. That's how I know them. But they made F one like they made an F one racing game, and then they made this other game called Grid Legends, which is also racing with like a storyline. Yep. There's Lost in Random, which is like this cutesy-looking, platformy kind of game. Knockout City is getting a second season called Fight at the Movies. Knockout City is like a dodgeball game. It's 3v3. It, it's pretty cool. It does look cool. Yeah, I like the game a lot. I haven't touched it in a while, but I have it, and I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Apex Legends is getting a new season called Emergence, where they're getting a new legend named Seer, who can... Reveal people on the map using his powers, which is awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to playing as Seer and just, um, you know, loving 
loving uh, his uh, mechanics. Uh, Battlefield is getting uh, uh, Battlefield not getting. They're they're coming <laughs> out with the game this fall. They're getting um, some interesting modes. There's a mode where it's like 32 Nazi soldiers that are played by humans versus four like black ops soldiers that have modern technology. So it's like numbers versus tech and who's going to win. I think that's so interesting and so weird at yeah. the same time that I'm like totally here for it. <laughs> um, and then finally, at the very end of the convention, well, not convention, at the very end of the show, Dead Space was revealed. Dead Space is either getting a re-release or a sequel. I don't know what it is. I think it's a re-release, a remaster. But Isaac Clarke is back, and that's going to be awesome. I still need to beat the first game. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking forward to that. Yes. That and I've that never played EA Dead play. Space before, but it I was surprised to see th- to hear that name again. It's been a while. Honestly, it's been like it 10 has. years. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yes. So that's all I got to San Diego play. I'm looking forward to some of the stuff despite their reputation as a company. Yes, for sure. They do have some solid games and they do have a bad reputation in general, but nothing to take out against like the developers, not the publisher. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So a little bit of... Um, more serious news so that we can end the podcast with some fun stuff um Mm -hmm. so for the past few years i think since 2018 or 2019 we all know that blizzard has been facing a lot of criticism and uh, a lot of facing a lot of criticism and being accused of course of just like misogyny harassment uh, discrimination racism on campus um as we all know blizzard is majority a cisgender white male company and a lot of the people in the past two three years have been reporting against them so now officially the state of california california's department of fair employment and housing is suing blizzard and this mm. and this case was filed on July 20th. So now it is officially a state a state I don't even know what the term I don't know what the term is, but the state's involved, Jeremy. <laughs> it's like a, a state case. It's a state, state case, yes. Legal. Yes. Yeah, I don't know I don't know legal jargon. It's like Yes. recognized by the California by the California government. Exactly. The state government. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is pretty big. I mean, video game developers that that are huge like this are always in the news for legal misconduct. So this is like not a surprise to me that it's Blizzard, given their track record. Not at all. Activision Blizzard, I should say. So yeah, it sucks. Yeah, you know. And um. We all have heard the stories for the past two or three years, but really, like, Blizzard is freaking insane, considering the amount of people, like, like head people, directors, and whatever, who have stepped down from Blizzard and who have admitted to it. It's just, it's just, so it's like, we're not even in the speculation mode anymore. Like, this actually happened, which, yeah. 
which is very unfortunate. Um, and during the, uh, so for the official, um, filing, um, they were writing down some examples of Blizzard's abuse and it's awful. It is, it's terrible. Yeah. Like the stuff that that's in here. So that's, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. So Blizzard has it coming for them. Yeah, damn. I mean, I I think it's about time. I'm happy that things like this came to light because, you know, we don't often hear about these from, you know, within the company and sometimes they don't get the attention that it it deserves um, when people need to be heard, you know? Exactly, exactly. So. So we'll end this by saying that we hope Blizzard gets what's coming to them and we hope that and we give our support to the victims. Exactly, exactly. Thank you, Elisa. Yes. Next on the list of news is the Persona 25th anniversary. So... The very first Persona game came out on September 20th, 1996. So this oh, year, damn. yeah. So this year, September 20th, 2021, we are going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary of the franchise. And on July 12th, Atlas announced that they're celebrating the 25th anniversary in a major way and are promising seven new Persona projects. And it's going to be announced between September of 2021 to fall of 2022. So in a whole year, we're going to be getting a bunch of announcements. All right. Battle Royale, puzzle game, uh, dance game. Uh Yes. (laughs) Although I think we've covered our bases, a lot of our bases for Persona 5. So I, I don't know what's I don't know what they're going to announce. Um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Seven new projects, and there's an official teaser. There's even an official teaser website from Atlas for the celebration. So it's cool. So if you look at the banner on the website, it shows Persona 25th anniversary in the middle of the banner, and surrounded by it are images of all the protagonists of every Persona game, and it's cool. Crazy. The the website's in Japanese. But even though it's in Japanese, the images are pretty well laid out and pretty clear what each one is. So I told you that there's seven projects coming up. So there's seven rectangles on the teaser website. And all of the seven rectangles have a question mark. So the first rectangle shows September 2021, meaning that there's going to be something announced September of this year. And then there's five rectangles that after that that show coming soon on it. And then the last rectangle, the seventh rectangle, shows autumn 2022. So they're really spreading this out through the whole year. And they're making it obvious. That's crazy. Now, that being said... The most, speaking of obvious, the most obvious speculation is that one of these announcements is going to be Persona 6. Now, 
taking a look at the timeline, so now we're in 2021, Persona 5 came out in 2017. Now, if you announced, so if you announced, if you announced Persona 6 in 2022, then it would be five years later. Um, I think that in terms of Persona announcements, I think that when Persona 5 was announced, it took a, a year and a half to two years for the actual game to come out. So I th- wow. So I think that we're gonna going to get an announcement for Persona Six, but not necessarily going to come out before twenty twenty two. But we will yeah. at least get the announcement. And um, a lot of people are really believing this Persona Six rumor, and I, I like I believe it. Y- you gotta come on, like twenty fifth anniversary Atlas. There, you got something going on. Hmm. And um, there's another clue where if you look at the Atlas D merchandise store, the official store for Persona... There's an official store now for the Persona 25th anniversary. And they have an item for protagonist trading cards. And the protagonist trading cards consist of eight, eight cards and... They show an, a thumbnail of what the eight cards look like. So seven of the cards represent the seven protagonists that have been in each Persona game. Mm, and the, yeah, re- the reason yeah. there's seven is because a couple of the games have two protagonists in it. Now, the eighth card on the thumbnail, the website has it as a gray card and it says secret. So the fact oh. the fact that you have this item called protagonist trading card and one of them is called secret probably means that a new protagonist is going to be introduced. There's just no way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I'm looking forward. I I'm specifically looking forward to this. I think there I think that this is going to be um this is going to be pre like a pretty epic reveal. I just looked it up by the way. So, Persona 5 was announced in 2013, came out in 2017. Oh sorry, came out internationally in 2017 but came out in Japan 2016. So, it it makes complete sense that one of these is going to be the official announcement of Persona 6, but probably won't come out for another 2 to 3 years. That makes sense. Yes. And yes, considering Persona's popularity and especially now that people can also play the game on Steam, I think that there's going to be a lot of hype to this and Atlas is doing a really good job with the marketing and advertising. Yeah, 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 yeah. The last thing on the list is... We're getting a Smash game in the Nickelodeon Cinematic TV Universe. And it looks awesome. (laughs) I'm probably going to buy it. (laughs) Me too. You know what the crazy part is? The devs have said that they want this to be a legit fighting game. They want it to be recognized within the fighting game community. And they want people to play it. They want, you know, they want people to love it. And they're basically... Doing everything that Smash couldn't do, but with, you know, Nickelodeon properties. 
And you best believe I will be one of those people. <laughs> yup. I'm going to play as Nigel Thornberry and Vader Zim. It's going to be fun. The crazy thing is that the is that um the the publisher of the game which is a uh, which is Maximum Games is a Walnut Creek company. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I, I you know, putting Walnut Creek on the map. So that so that was pretty cool and the and the developer of the game is Ludosity. Um, I don't know a lot of the stuff that they've done, but I, I pulled this up. Um, a few of the go- the games that they've had have been Slap City, Little Do, Two, Card City Nights. So yeah, it, things that I I don't recognize immediately. But yeah, we're yeah. here. We're here for developers and publishers that people don't know succeeding and releasing games for people to play. Yep, yep, yep. And I even if it is a Smash clone that might do better as far as support goes. Exactly. And I think Nickelodeon has been doing a really good job recently in terms of getting their name kind of in the radar. I don't know. I feel like ever since Nickelodeon hosted that Sunday night football game, they've just been doing a lot of cool things. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. Agreed. So, I, it's coming out on every single platform too. So, so cool. Yes. So cool. I'm so excited for it. Which character are you most yeah. excited for? Invader Zim. For me, it's Helga and Danny Phantom. Nice. For me, it's Invader Zim and Nigel Thornberry. Oh, I know, right? That was <laughs> that was a crazy reveal, and uh, I also I also love the reptile reveal. Oh, I was just going to say Reptar, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm so hyped for Reptar. That's going to be so much fun. Now, this is what I'm a little surprised by. There is no character here that comes from Avatar The Last Airbender universe. And I feel Maybe. like... I feel like it was a missed opportunity, or Nickelodeon has not revealed all of the characters yet. I feel like that's the case, but also it, they might be DLC, and then they're going to make people buy them because, of course, people are going to buy Avatar Last Airbender characters. Exactly. Like, buying... Oh, and to be completely real, if they did make the Avatar Universe DLC, I bet you they're going to introduce more than one Avatar character in there. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if they did a combo deal of Aang and Korra, or if you wanted to, or because, like, Aang and Korra are OP, like, I feel like you could make a case to have, like, the separate air, separate benders there, like, you'd have, like, a Zuko who's fire, like, all the representative elements are their own character in a DLC, so... Yeah. There's yeah, a lot yeah, of potential, yeah. but I feel like if Nickelodeon never puts in Avatar universe character, it is a completely missed opportunity. Yeah, I I could totally see a lot of other Nickelodeon properties being so much hype on top of Airbender because like there's a lot of dormant stuff like Cat Dog. Yes. Know? So we'll see. I mean, I'm excited, but like I could totally see them making avatar like a cash grab but like for a good reason you know because they want to generate hype yeah 
I can see that too. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to get it as well. I don't know which f- platform I'm going to get it on yet, but I'm thinking about it. I know. I don't. I don't know which platform either. We'll see. I don't know if I want to play this on console. I might play it on Switch. Yeah, I, I kind of want to play it on Switch just to have it next to Smash Ultimate and be like, "This could have been you." <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do have a couple questions from Discord and some comments, but before we go to Discord, I want to read the first comment from YouTube. Chariot Goblin says on episode one seventy, hashtag save judgment hashtag save judgment i agree i agree um so we have two questions from pj and then we'll go into the one from dave 97 on our discord because um we have two questions uh the dave question is a little longer um and it involves us actively looking at things so before that let's get this question from pj that says what is a recent tv show or movie you watched that you hated. Now, now, I missed that question. That's a who. Okay, I'm gonna say I a mean, very. I, I, mine might be very controversial. I don't know if it's. Con- I don't know. I'm gonna say it, go Jeremy. On. Go on. Don't at me. Um, <laughs> I don't like the Netflix show uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I okay, try- never seen it. I tried watching it <laughs> thinking, oh, this like the premise of this seems like pretty great. I don't like it at all. I don't think it's that funny. Okay. I mean, I, I don't have an opinion on it, yeah. so I can't really argue with you or agree with you there, but okay. Yeah. Okay. And it, it's it's also one of those shows where it's like it's it's not like a it's not like a Oh, this show's all right, but I'm like not gonna watch. Like, it, it's not it's not one of those things where I have a neutral opinion about it. I like I, I I did I don't enjoy Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and okay, it also made me question whether or not I like Tina Fey as a writer too. But that that's a Ooh. whole other that's a whole other thing. So I'm not gonna go into it. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna talk about that right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Honestly. I didn't hate it, like I said before, but the first thing I think of is Space Jam A New Legacy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't hate it, but that's the only thing that I disliked recently that I watched. Yeah. So I'm going to say that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I tried walk- watching Kimmy Schmidt like a month ago, and that's why I have that answer. Yeah, no, that's fair. I watched Space Jam A New Legacy literally last weekend, so yeah. that's why I have that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the next question from PJ says, um, predictions for the Atlas 25th year anniversary reveal? I don't know. I'm going to leave this to Alisa. She kind of already yes. described it. So, yes. Yeah. So basically, um, for sure, one of the announcements is going to be Persona 6. It's not going to come out, but it's going to be announced. In terms of the other projects, I don't. I don't know what they can be because Persona 5 already has a dance game. Right. So I, I'm not sure. Okay. But I okay. but but I, I feel very confident that one of them is going to be Persona 6. I wouldn't put it past them to announce that. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Um, I'm not fully invested in the Persona world just yet, so that's why I can't really give an answer at this time, but hopefully when I start playing some of the games, I'll be able to um, give my thoughts and opinions and share some of the fan excitement with you guys. Yes. You know, okay. I will say, technically, not every Persona game has a dance game. I think it's only been recent recent Persona games that they have. So there is potential that every single Persona game will have a dance game. I'm de- and look, I'm biased towards dance games, y'all. So can't hate me for that. Okay, yeah. That, I mean, you were all about that Yakuza 5 mini game with Haruka. So I and you're pretty good at karaoke in Yakuza and I know you like rhythm games a lot, so hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. And our final question is actually a game from Dave97. Now, Elisa, we should both click the answers at the same time when we're ready. Yes. So, so Dave says, I was wondering if you could play a little game. Guess which English translated Japanese game title is real or fake. I think it goes without saying, but please don't cheat. Answer is hidden on the right. Click to reveal. And there's a list of 10 titles here. And um, Elisa and I are going to go one by one. We're going to read them out loud, obviously, because not everyone can see this. We will tell you how to how to see this after after the game. <laughs> but um, for now, Elisa, let me know when you're ready and we can talk about each title. Okay. I just want to say, Jeremy, I feel confident about one of them. Same. And the only reason I feel confident about it is because there is a hashtag pound sign in it, and it is such an obscure title that that can't not be real. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was feeling a little questionable questionable about that one, but the only the only I- reason I feel confident is because it's like there's a pound sign and there's some the way that the capital and lowercase letters are. It's just like this is too obscure for it to not be real. <laughs> okay, okay. I, you know, we'll see what happens. Yes. You know? We'll see what happens. Yes. And um, for the people listening at home, this one is called HT, lowercase HTO, capital L, pound hashtag, capital N, lowercase I, capital Q. That's the second to last one. Yes. And it is um, the second to last one on the list. Yeah. So that that's a tough one. Yes. Um, all right. So let's start at the top. O. Exclamation point, my hat, exclamation point. All right. Um, what do you think? I think this- Real or fake? I think that this is fake. Ooh, I- I, have, I think- I have no reason, this... by the way. <laughs> I just think it's oh, fake. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. So let's click it on three, two, one. Oh, it's fake. Hey. Yes, you're right. Hey, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Okay. We're one for one. Revengers of Vengeance is the next one. I think this is. I think this is real. I'm going to go with fake, actually. Okay. Let's see what happens. Three, two, one. Oh, it is real. Oh. Oh, oh shit. 
Okay. Can you imagine if we bet on this game? <laughs> I I am not a gambler. <laughs> but I would be so tense and stressed out. <laughs> um the third one is face training. That one's interesting. I feel like I feel like this is a real game. I'm going I I think that one's real too. Okay. We both think it's real. So let's click on it in 3 2 1. Ah. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. That one's real. Armed Armies of Arms is the next one. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um I don't know about this one. This one's got to be fake, right? <laughs> Cuz uh My gut saying fake as well. I don't know. I just I'm going to say fake. Yeah, I'm going to say fake, too. Okay. Let's see the answer in three, two, one. Nice. Okay. Yes, this is fake. Okay. we Our gut instinct worked on that one. <laughs> so the next one is called SCAT. S-C-A-T. It stands for Special Cybernetic Attack Team. To me, ah, to hmm. me, I think this one is real because SCAT is such a random acronym, but they definitely do that type of stuff. So I, yes. I just merely, merely on the acronym, this has to be, I think this is real. <laughs> when I first saw this list, this is the one that stood out to me and I was like, this has to be real as well. Yeah. Okay. So we're both saying it's real. We'll reveal the answer in three, two, one. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, let's go, baby. Let's, let's go. go. I haven't been keeping tally. We should have kept tally, but it's okay. Um, I, I'm keeping tally in my head. I've gotten all of them right. Only you got Revengers of Vengeance wrong. Mm, so okay. that's the only one so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Bake cake story. Ooh. Okay. Bake cake story. Hmm. I'm thinking cooking mama, but that would not be translated that way. Guess <laughs> guess which English translated Japanese game is real. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking like This is the literal translation, right? It's like they they take a Japanese title and they throw it into Google Translate. Got it, got it. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with real on this one. <laughs> I'm thinking real too. I I feel like this is just so obscurely named that it has to be real. Yeah. Okay, both real. We're gonna reveal the answer in three, two, one. Oh <gasps> no. Oh, wow. okay. Oh, we were wrong. Damn. All right. Uh, okay, there's four more here. Senpai Soldier 2, Traditional Territory Wars. Now, I want this to be real. <laughs> I want this to be real too, but I think it's fake. I want this to be real so badly, but <laughs> I think that the reason why I think 
this is fake is because I think we have, uh, we have two sets of alliterations in here, and that doesn't seem right. <laughs> we could be wrong. We but could be wrong. I'm too. still gonna say fake. I'm still gonna be. I'm still gonna say fake. Yeah. Okay, both fake. Here we go. Reveal in three, two, one. Nice. Yes. You know what? Okay, Jeremy. You know what I just realized? What's that? There's another way that this is this is fake because if this is the if this is like legit the direct English to Japanese game, then it wouldn't translate into senpai. Yeah. So, if you thought of it that way, that is also you would also know that that one was fake. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of how I knew it was fake. I I knew it wouldn't ha- start with senpai. I was like, there's no way this game starts with, starts with senpai. Like it would be in the middle or the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a good one. I I want that game to be real. That'd yeah. Be fun. Oh, hundred percent. I would play that game if it was real. Hell yeah. Um. All right. So next is Cannonball Cactus. Ugh. I'm gonna go with so I'm gonna go with fake. I just can't picture that being real. I hmm. I'm gonna say real. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Oh yes! You got it. You got it. That one was fake. Okay, two more. The HTOL hashtag NIQ title. I feel like this is real. This is just so fucking obscure that it has to be real to me. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go with you on this one. I have no idea, so I'm just going to follow your lead. (laughs) I feel like the, the fact that this has a hashtag too, I'm just like, this is real. This has to be real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Three, two, one. You're right. Yes. Now I gotta look up that game. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and the last one, touch dick. <laughs> All one word. The D is capitalized and there's no K at the end, so it's T O U C H capital D I C. All right, this is, uh, you know, I I don't know, I really don't know. Man. Hmm. This is a tough one. Now, touch dick. Is that what I think it's supposed to be translated to? Or does this mean something else? <laughs> I, it could go either way. It could go either way. We, we have no idea. Oh, God. Yeah. Would they really make a game where if that was the real English translation, that is exactly what it means? I don't think if it was a real translation, I don't think it that's what they meant. I think that maybe it just got mistranslated 
because it was filtered through Google Translate, you know? I sure hope so, Jeremy. <laughs> I sure hope so. So what are you saying? I might flip a coin on this. <laughs> You're going to flip a coin? Okay, I'll go with your answer. How about that? <laughs> oh, God, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Jeremy, call it. Wait, for both of us or just we're both taking different answers? Oh, call the coin. Call the coin. Oh, heads. Okay. So heads is real. Tails is fake. Gonna gonna flip now. Tails. Okay. It's let's see what what happens. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Three two one oh, oh it's it's real oh, it's real <laughs> what i gotta see what that game is that's so random <laughs> it's real oh touch dictionary oh my god for the nintendo ds oh my dang that's real that's insane wow well, Dave, thank you for letting us play this game on the podcast. This is amazing. Yes, fantastic. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. <laughs> if you would like to send us a comment or question or have us play a game like this, you guys can go to our website, www.downtime.live. Click on the contact form. You can fill it out. It'll uh, send us an email directly. If you want to send us an email the old-fashioned way, you can contact us at contact at downtime.live. Again, that's contact at downtime.live to send us an email. Um, we'll read your comment or question on the podcast. You can also leave a comment or question wherever this podcast is hosted that allows comments. So like YouTube, Podbean, um, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and we can read it on the podcast. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, basically all the... Most of the big sites that you can find podcasts on, we are there. Uh, we have a Twitter, at Downtime Live. We have Twitch. We have a Discord community, which you can find in the description of wherever this podcast is hosted that allows links to be clicked or copied and pasted into your browser. You can join our Discord community where you can submit questions. You can talk to us directly. Um, we talk about everything from uh, anime to music to Marvel music, movies to um, um, just whatever. We, we have... A channel for a lot of things so if you guys want to join our server you'll feed you'll find us there most of the time you can get answers quickly from us here um, and this is where we record our podcasts almost all the time so that's it for housekeeping stuff alisa yes anything else you'd like to add nope that is all thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of downtime and we hope y'all had a good time yeah, thank you so much. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace! <laughs> <laughs>